In these days, when we talk so much about ChatGPT, OpenAI, large language models, have you wondered if ChatGPT can understand NATO, our philosophy? Can we teach NATO to ChatGPT and then essentially make it a sleep coach? Well, if you wonder that, please know that so have I. In fact, I am, as we're speaking, in the process of training ChatGPT to understand our way. And in the process, there have been many moments when I've been like, oh my goodness, this is just incredible. And uh, so today, uh, it's Tuesday, so usually we have uh, heard online, but I didn't have a particular article. So I, and I really want you know everyone to be part of, part of the journey, part of the movement. And uh, so I really want to share what I've been working on a lot lately. So uh, I, I'm in the process of you know training uh, ChatGPT to understand NATO, which basically means that I'm creating this like data set of questions and answers, and I'm taking from like the you know hundreds of questions that I've answered over the year. The replies are essentially becoming like the data set. So to demonstrate where we are now, I picked three questions. One is should I take melatonin for insomnia, and number two is I can't sleep even if I've been calm all day. Why is that? And number three, how can I wean off sleeping pills? And we're going to see where our version of, you know, ChatGPT understanding NATO is in terms of answering these questions. And then we're going to talk about like the questions that give this gives rise to, uh, you know, when we kind of see this playing out. So without further ado, let me share this with you. So I'm going to share a recording I just made where I posed these three questions to our version of ChatGPT or our model, if you will. Let's start with the first question here. So yeah, this is recorded. So I'm typing here, should I take melatonin for my insomnia question mark? And then we're submitting that question. And here's the answer. Melatonin is a hormone that is produced by the pineal gland in the brain. It helps to regulate uh, our sleep cycle. When we are exposed to light, this suppresses melatonin production. And when it's dark, it increases production. There's been a lot of research in melatonin as a supplement for insomnia, and there are mixed results. Some studies show that it can help with sleep, but others don't find any effect at all. This is why I generally don't recommend using melatonin for sleep. I think the reason why some people have successful melatonin is because they feel like they have more control over the sleep, and they take something, a supplement. So this gives them more confidence, which helps them sleep better. But I think if you're not trying to take control or do anything active, then taking melatonin isn't helpful or necessary. So yeah, if we, you know, pause there for a second, and we sort of graded this answer to me, uh, I would, you know, if, if, if this was, you know, uh, it was up to me to say, like, give, you know, a sleep coach a pass or fail type thing here, I would say this is this is passable, it's an acceptable answer. There are some problems with this answer, of course, which is that it sort of says in the end there, like, if you want to try to take control, you could do it, which, you know, we all know that, you know, the more we try to control sleep, the more tricky it becomes. But the, the, what we see here, reading between the lines and kind of the gist of this answer is, this is not what matters, you know? And, and that's where it's, you know, the, the remarkable thing is that the ChatGPT doesn't like copy my replies word for word, but it understands the principle, the kind of the big picture and conveys that. So, and I think it did that even here, it, it kind of conveyed the, the essential message we have within that, which is that this is not what matters, you know? This is not where it's at. And so I'd say that that's, you know, I would give it a pass uh, in terms of like that answer. But when we look at number two here, if we fast forward in our little recording, 
Now, this is the moment when I'm like, this is when when ChatGPT is like shining in my in my humble opinion. Well, let's watch this. So I'm writing, I can't sleep even if I I'm calm all day. Why? And then of course I tapped it wrong. Why is that? Question mark. And by the way, and let me just pause for a second here and say, like, you see how long it took me to write that sentence? You know, it took me probably like, I don't know, 10, 10 seconds or something like that. And there was a an error that I, I made. And that was even me typing like this, you know, not like that. And now we see how fast uh, ChatGPT gives us an answer. I mean, it's just like flowing out, right? And what does it say? It says, it is very common to have trouble sleeping even if you feel calm all day, which is that first sentence is just like, honestly, to me, it's like, remarkable right it's just like immediately reassuring the person it's sort of like understanding that i can't sleep even if i'm calm all day why is that it, it senses that there's an element of fear there and and a person thinking like this is strange why is that so it immediately goes it's very common to have trouble sleeping even even if if you feel calm all day just reassuring the person answering this asking this now now it goes on this happens because the brain has started to associate being awake with a threat and when there is a threat, it wants you, the brain, to be alert and ready for action. So even if you're not anxious or stressed, the brain will keep you from falling asleep because it thinks that sleep is important and it's important that you stay awake so that you can be alert and fight, fight off whatever this threat may be. And essentially, it's like capturing the essence of insomnia right there. Now, here's the thing. When we try to force ourselves to sleep by being less anxious during the day, then we are teaching the brain that the really was a threat because we were essentially trying to escape it, right? And then it will want us to be awake even more. So it helps us actually just letting go of trying to control how we feel during the day so as not to affect how we sleep at night. This way, when the brain sees that there's no real danger, it will stop trying to keep us from falling asleep, and then we'll have peaceful nights as well. And it even kind of does a little like tie back to the question, we'll have peaceful nights as well, as well as you know, calm days, you know, peaceful days. And, and this, this is, this is, this is, when I read this, it's like one of those moments like, it's incredible. Like, I don't know what to say. This is, to me, it's just like a spot on reply that just encompasses so many of our teachings right there and then. So I think this is, this is just incredible. And now with that said, let's go to our last uh, question here, which was, um, how can I wean off a sleeping pill? I think it's going to say here, question mark. And then here he said, um, it is very common to want to wean off a sleeping pill. Again, kind of reassuring the person asking, asking the question. It can seem like a scary thing, but it's actually not that complicated. Again, it's sort of sensing that there is some fear behind the question. The first thing is to know, the first thing is to know that you can wean off any medication without having withdrawal symptoms or side effects if you do it slowly and gradually. This is true for all medication. So there's no need to be scared of withdrawing from sleeping pills in particular. So here it's making the point that it's sort of against saying to the person asking this, that I understand that you're scared about winning off a sleeping pill, but you know, when it comes to all medications, we can actually wean off them. And, uh, you know, if we do it gently, is what it's saying. Now, how do you go about this? Well, the first thing is just knowing that you can do this without any trouble at all. That alone can help with some of the anxiety around taking them. And here's some practical tips. And then for some reason, it just stopped there. <laughs> there were no practical tips. But what you can do then, I found, is just, you know, regenerate an answer. Like just 
ask the same question again. So I just did that. And then um, we'll see when that happens. Probably here. Yeah, I took that away and just answered the same, asked the same question again. And this time it says, again, it's very common to wonder how you can wean off a sleeping pill. And it's also very common to wonder if you should wean off or not. Now, the first thing I think it's important to know is that there are no rules about this. There's no rule that you have to stop taking a sleeping pill or that you have to take it forever. What, uh, let's say, what really matters is what works for you and what doesn't work for you. If taking a sleeping pill makes you, your life easier and makes sleep easier, then maybe this is something good for you. But if not, then maybe it'd be good to try something else. And, you know, the last part, good to try something else is a tricky wording, right? Because it, it leads towards kind of trial and thinking, oh, I should try something else. But essentially, again, it, you know, it is capturing the essence of our teaching, which is that when you're wondering, like, how to come off a sleeping pill, often, often it is the wondering itself, the conflict, like, should I do it this way? Should I do it that way? What if it doesn't work? What if it, that's kind of like what creates conflict and tension and stress for us. So by diffusing that, by saying there are no rules, so you could do it this way. Maybe you don't even have to come, come off it. Maybe it's okay to take it. It's the conflict inside that's the tricky part. It captures that. And so, again, I think this is, you know, I will give it a pass here. So this is, you know, this concludes that part. And I, I hope you found it as fascinating and interesting uh, as I, I have. And I think this is incredibly fascinating. This is something I'm, you know, between like producing, you know, creating content and coaching, et cetera, et cetera. This is now what I'm really, really focusing on because I think there's so much potential here. But there's some questions that come up, of course. And, and so I wrote down three of them that come up in my mind. One is this, this one, like we see that, the answers, well, answer number two there to me was like spot on, but answer number one, answer number three and four were like, hmm, not as, not as helpful as a human, you know, human coaching, uh, at least somebody who understands our principles. Right. So question is though, can ChatGPT understand that and give answers just as logical as mine or any other sleep coach here? And to me, I believe this is, I, I think so. I believe that with more training, it can give answers that are just as logical as the ones I give. Which then leads to question number two, which is that can ChatGPT like just replace the, the need for human sleep coaches? Maybe it's just really, really good and we just need any humans. I don't think so at all. In fact, I think the complete opposite is true. I think that the more we in society start interacting with computers and bots, I think the more we are going to miss out on having that human to human connection. And I think, you know, uh, I, I think, you know, as I said here, the, 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 the more we interact with the machines, the more we're going to want to actually talk to another human being, another person like with, you know, made of flesh and blood, like on the other side there. Uh, so that's, that's what I believe. But I do believe that the combination of education and this type of AI support can be helpful for many people uh, that can be all they need. You know, they, they, they just, you know, uh, they, they may not need like to to hire a, a human sleep coach when there is an alternative that's kind of in between you know just you know, browsing free free content here and hiring a sleep coach i think this can be helpful for a lot of people which kind of goes to number three which is like how will this fit into our ecosystem and i think this could be sort of like an entry-level kind of affordable midway between free content and human to human coaching i think somewhere there is where this eventually will fit in but uh, yeah, for now, working really, really a lot on this. I think it's this incredible poten potential here. 
Uh, and I just want to share it as part of like sharing, sharing the journey and sharing everything that's happening in the movement. But that said, yeah, super curious about your thoughts. What do you think? Do you think these answers made sense? Not where things things are going yet. I'd love to hear your, your thoughts on this in the comment section. But that will conclude things for today. Uh, look forward to having you tomorrow for our live Q&A. Uh, we don't have a guest for Thursday, by the way. So anybody out there who would like to be a guest, just also put that in the in the comment section. If you you feel like uh, you, you want to share a success story, that's amazing. But anyone, if, if you're struggling and you would like to be a guest, then you could have sort of a free uh, coaching session with myself that we record and, and share on the channel here super welcome too so feel free to just put that in the in the comment section and we'll set something up but yeah that's it for today thanks for tuning in as always and see you next time bye bye